Are you ready to take your business to the next level and make the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire? Then you're in the right place. It's possible to run a successful business built around your life. So get ready for a little bit of tough love, a dash of the reality of mom life, and a whole lot of strategy to grow your business without sacrificing your sanity. If you're ready to get out of your own way and start taking massive action, then let's go. I'm Amy Traw, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am talking with the queen of all things action-taking and accountability, Jen Klinecki. And this conversation is one that we all need to hear. We all need to hear often because so often we hold ourselves back. We don't take that action because we don't have accountability. We're not keeping those promises we're keeping to ourselves. This is going to be such a value-packed episode. I just know it. Jen is phenomenal. And with that being said, welcome into the podcast, Jen. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you today. So for those of our listeners that don't know you, can you tell us more about yourself, who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Absolutely. So my name is Jen and I um, am the founder of Seven Trains of Thought over, you can find me over on Instagram at that, but I really set out to help people achieve their goals, um, to take the action that they're fearful of taking and then stay accountable um, to those goals. And we, I really strive to have the right action plan for each individual I work with. Um, aside from Seven Trains of Thought, I am a stepmom of two. Um, I work a full-time corporate job still as I'm building seven trains of thoughts. So um, I do a lot of project management type work um, in the corporate space. Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. I want to dive in a little bit more to, you know, achieving goals, setting goals. We all know, okay, we should probably have a goal in order to take action, But a lot of times we hold ourselves back and we're not getting the results that we want. We're not seeing the progress that we desire. So first of all, why do we do that? Why do we hold ourselves back? I think one of the reasons we hold ourselves back is it's easy to stay in the comfort zone. It's easy to stay with what we know um, and what we know works and having a goal, whether that be a stretch goal Um, or just a small goal sometimes takes us out of that. And that's scary. Like just trying to figure out how you want to approach the goal. What if you are successful? What if it's not successful? All those feelings get intermixed. And I think that's what holds people back. Yeah, definitely. And it's like you said, it's easy to stay so stuck in your comfort zone. And then we end up playing small and holding ourselves back. So where do we even start? Like, okay, we know we need to set a goal, but like, how do we go about doing that? Do we need to be setting those like great big monstrosinous goals or should we just be starting with micro goals? What's your take? That's a great question. So when I work with individuals, I really have them start with their why. So I really try to figure out and kind of get them to really think about why is it that you want to do something? Why is it that you want to start a business? Why is it that you want to write a book? You know, because when your goal is attached to your why, you have a greater chance of actually sticking to it. So whether you do a micro goal or a big stretch goal, if it's not tied back to your why, I think that's where people get stuck and hung up on. Um, But I think that once you know the why, you can do a big goal. 
Absolutely. It doesn't have to be small, but you could absolutely start small if that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable in terms of stepping out of your comfort zone. I love it. I love it. And that's so important too. And that's something I dive into with clients a lot is really establishing that why. It seems like such a simple step, but so often we're stuck in the hustle that we don't even take the time to do this. Ask ourselves why we're doing what we're doing. And for me, that's what keeps me going through the hard days. That's what keeps me going on those times that I want to quit because that's going to happen. That's just the nature of business. Our brain is there to keep us safe. So as we're stretching ourselves, it's going, whoa, 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 this is unfamiliar. I don't (laughs) like this. I want you to be comfortable. I want to conserve energy. So we do, we hold back. We, We fight for our excuses and our limitations more than we fight for our goals. Absolutely. I think that's, um, that's a really good point to, to make because I think we are wired to stay comfortable. We're wired to think negatively and you need to get out of those patterns in order to really see how far you can go and how, you know, how much can you grow? How much impact can you make? Mm, yes. So how do we go about setting like a really good goal? Because there's so many different ways that we're hurt, that we're taught that, okay, if you want to set a goal, it has to be a smart goal. Or if you want to set a goal, it needs to be this, that, or the other. What have you seen to be most effective in working with clients? So I do like smart goals in the sense that you have you have a deadline and then you can break that down and you'll probably end up having micro goals in between there. So I think the smart pattern of setting a goal is is a good is a good model to follow because um, I think people send or sometimes set too big of a goal without all the pieces in place and so then that gets kind of um, it kind of impacts like your procrastination your unmotivation so when you're choosing a goal I think you pick a goal you and if you've never if you really struggled with achieving goals start with a small one. And then have a deadline. You know, once you have a deadline, then you can work backwards on framing up like your action plan and how you're actually going to do it. But if you just say, hmm, today I will, or, you know, say in November, I'm going to make 5K. Well, that's pretty broad, especially if you don't know how you're going to do that. And then you don't really have a solid deadline because you just, I mean, a lot of things can happen in a month. So I think if you pick a specific deadline and work your way backwards, you're going to have. Um, a greater chance of achieving that goal. Once you achieve a little goal, then you can go bigger because then you have some confidence in the fact that you can achieve a goal and then you'll feel more more motivated to keep going. Mm, that's good because I found that to be very true as well. It's the action is what creates the confidence. So often I feel like we're waiting. We're waiting until we feel ready. We wait until we have the confidence to start, but it's really in getting uncomfortable and taking that action. That's what builds confidence. It's having the courage to start before you feel ready. And like you said, we can do it in taking these really small little goals. If the big goal seems really scary, let's just start little goals. All right, today I'm going to send out an email to my email list or just start the email list or look up the different free platforms there are for email lists. Like as small of steps as we need to do, it's it's in taking that action that really creates that momentum. And when you achieve a goal, it causes that dopamine hit, right? And it, it's validating. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. And I think a really good point there is you, even if you have a big goal, there's so many micro goals within a big goal, because once you break it down, you realize all the steps that it's going to take to achieve it. Um, and that's what I love about action plans is because it really outlines all the things you need to do to accomplish the big goal. But there's all those little micro goals along the way. And those are ones that you should be celebrating because that keeps your motivation and your determination to keep going up there. Yeah. Can we dive a little bit more into then how to establish an action plan for ourselves based off of the goal we set? Yep, absolutely. So once you have a goal and it's got a timeline, um, then what I like to do and I kind of work with my clients on is to reverse engineer that. So start at the deadline, start at the day in which you're going to achieve it. And now let's go backwards and figure out all the steps that you're going to need to do to accomplish that goal. Um, and what's really important is that you should take those in, be realistic, take those in bites in which you're going to accomplish it. So if it's a big goal, don't make the assumption that you're going to achieve it in two weeks because then you're going to get frustrated and then you sort of fall off the wagon a little bit when it comes to trying to get those. So I think a lot of people forget that it can take a while to achieve a big goal and that's okay. Just be realistic on the time frame, but take each step and pull it apart. So, um, you know, if you are trying to start a podcast, you know, do the research on what it's going to take to do that and then really break it down each step by step and go week by week. What do I need to accomplish this week to accomplish this section of the goal? Um, and when you go backwards, then you kind of know how long it's really feasibly going to take it based on your schedule. Yeah. I love that, how you're breaking it down into a way that is realistic and achievable. Because how easy is it to get sucked into social media where we're seeing everyone else achieving <laughs> success, quote unquote? Oh, I grew my business to a billion, a billion dollars in six months. And it's just like, okay, but how much work? went into that before you got to that point what other experience do you bring to the table what other businesses have you started that didn't succeed in the past what do you have going on in your life in this season of life right now because i i find this a lot even with moms that they're comparing themselves to other moms that are running businesses and it's like well you have to consider like what does your life look like what does your support system look like what ages are you your kids and finding like a way that is sustainable for you. Because I feel like so many times we just go boom and bust because we get so burnt out because we're comparing our chapter one with everyone else's chapter 20. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And so like with action planning and being realistic, there isn't a one size fit all action plan for everyone. And there's not a one size fits all to doing a goal. So it's really so personal. Like, because like you said, there's so much going on in everybody's lives. And depending on where you are in that particular stage, you may not be able to do, you know, start a podcast in two days. Like, so depending on where you are, you really need to think about how you work. What's the best time of the day to work? What can you fit in in a day? What other things are going on? And make sure you leave that cushion for things that pop up because, you know, things always pop up. Um, so that you don't get frustrated when you didn't, you know, oh, I didn't do it on this day like I said I would, but I'm still in the time frame to finish on um, my deadline. 
Yeah. Yeah. And this goes for everything. This isn't just business goals. This can be a weight loss goal. This can be like, I want to learn a new skill. There's so many applications in life. And I love how you say, you know, it's not a one size fits all. I think oftentimes we're searching for this magical secret. Like, oh, I just need to buy another course because she's going to teach me the one thing that I need to know to get results. Most of the time, you know enough, you have enough information at hand. It's just that you're not taking the action and actually implementing. So that's where this action plan is absolutely vital. And finding the method that works for you, that's the best method, the one that works for you. Because at the end of the day, this is your business and it does not matter what everyone else is doing. It's what works for you. And you said the cushion too, that's key. And almost, you know, when I was first starting out, the cushion seemed counterintuitive because it was like, okay, I need to hustle, 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 hustle. But I found when I started giving myself some of those little cushions, they were strategic, but I could actually breathe. I actually started to you know, run my business in a way that felt good for me and was sustainable in the season of life that I was in. You know, I was trying to work during the summer when my kids were home, just like I was during the school year when they're at school. And last year I realized, I'm like, this is not sustainable. So this past summer, I totally revamped it and it worked so much better. But we're always learning, we're evolving and we're growing. I'm interrupting this episode to share a free online networking opportunity for female entrepreneurs. Join me for Coffee Talk every Monday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs leveling up and stepping into the role of the CEO of their business. Details can be found in the show notes. I would love to see you there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a super key point um, that, you know, some people, you know, work really well in the mornings or some people work really well in the evening. And I don't know, I think there's just something about finding the right time to work on the things that you really want to that drives your motivation. It keeps you going and focused. And so there's always going to be a pivot. I can guarantee anytime you're trying to accomplish a goal, you will need to pivot at some point. Something won't fall into place the way you want to. And if you don't breathe and take that in and know that you need to allow yourself that cushion, then that's where that frustration falls into play. And then you procrastinate and then suddenly you're not working on your goal. So knowing that upfront and knowing that that, that is okay. I think is so important for people to just kind of take a deep breath and remember. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And something else too, that you add into the mix is the accountability piece. Let's talk about having an accountability partner, being part of an accountability group. How can that increases our, increase our chance of success in achieving these goals? Accountability is so important. So I see people say a goal to themselves and they keep it inside because there's a fear of if I say it out loud, I really have to do it. Um, So I think when you say it out loud and then you work with somebody um, to work on that goal, that puts you in such a better position to actually achieving it. And there is research out there that says if you work with a partner or a coach, an accountability coach, and you have scheduled meetings with that individual, you are 95% more likely to achieve your goal. And that is huge. Yeah, 95%. 
Yeah, because you've set it, you've put an action plan into place, you're working with someone. So every week or, you know, depending on what you need for accountability, because everyone's different. Um, if you meet with someone once a week, you are literally going, okay, here's what I got done. Here's where I struggled. You know, you're pitching ideas off of each other. You're, you know, you're getting some feedback. Um, you're able to pivot with some assistance. And so then you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I have to pivot by myself. I don't know how to do it. There's just so many positives when it comes to working with an accountability coach. Yeah. And especially to someone that is outside of your normal circle. I think that, especially for me, mm. has been helpful because a lot of the people that I'm surrounded by, they don't understand my vision and that's okay. They don't need to. But if I, you know, tell someone that's close to me, they may be like, well, why, why are you doing that? But again, it goes back to that fear piece. It goes back to the ego. And it's Chris mm -hmm. Harder that says, you know, egos are biggest overhead. And it's true. You know, we're afraid. Yeah. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of success even a lot of times. And I think that's why that self-awareness piece is so, so important as business owners that we develop that just like you said knowing when you work best throughout the day that's the really cool thing is you get to choose and even with you you're navigating a nine to five job as you're growing a business so for you it's even more important to stay on track and have that intentional focus in your business you really have to because if you're not intentional you're not getting the things done that you need to and so I was just actually chatting with someone today about this, where it really is, um, if you're not staying focused and you're not doing that intentional piece, you fall behind. And when you fall behind, then you get frustrated again that you are not where you think you're supposed to be. Um, so especially for me working a, um, a nine to five and running you know, a business on the side um, and building that and then also having a family, if I'm not intentional about how I spend my time, I'm not accomplishing my goals. And when I'm not accomplishing my goals, then I get frustrated. Um, and so that's what um, being intentional really keeps me motivated as well, because then I know I'm getting the pieces done that I need to, and I'm setting myself up to be successful in my eyes in order to you know, meet the needs of my community. Yeah, and those it's really all about our maintaining our two most valuable assets, time and energy, and how we're spending those and letting go of where we quote unquote think we're supposed to be and just really leaning into you know what this is playing out exactly like it should you know i am putting in the effort in a way that works for me what other strategies do you have for our listeners they're like oh my gosh i'm navigating a nine to five too like how can, how is she doing this successfully what wisdom can you pour into those listeners today so I've really had to learn this year to take a step back and not get consumed with what I'm seeing other people do on Instagram or other platforms, because it's so easy to get caught up in that. Um, and to really trust myself and to trust my judgment and to not feel like, oh, I have to do it a certain way because somebody told me I do. I had to. Like, I can do business my way and meet the needs of my clients, be successful, help other people reach their goals and stay accountable um, in my way. And then also that helps them teach, you know, it teaches them that they can do their goals their way. Like, cause there's no right or wrong reason or way to do everything. 
Um, and when you take that all in, I think it's easier to take a deep breath and go, this is working for me. I'm making an impact. I can see it. Yeah. I got people asking questions and that's awesome. So that's so kind of where I put my focus. Yeah. And that's something too, I think is a big misnomer. People are always like, well, I'm still, you know, working in my nine to five while I'm building the bus this business. There's nothing wrong with that. I actually think it's smart to do that because number one, it forces you to really be intentional and stay focused. And number two, you can create that little bit of a safety net. There's nothing wrong with working a nine to five as you're building a business. You know, I ran into this last fall when I completely went full-time into my business where it was like, now I had all this time. And I felt like I was less productive because suddenly it was like, why have all day to do this? I don't need to do it now. So again, it was really like holding myself now accountable because I didn't have somebody breathing over my shoulder, tracking my stats, tracking my productivity. It was all on me. And, you know, at first you kind of oh, go yeah. that little like freak out, like, oh gosh, like, what am I going to do? And a lot of times we end up being our own worst boss, like, holy moly, I just quit my nine to five to work 24 seven. So I love when I hear women say, you know what, I'm still working my nine to five. I'm like, that's amazing. Like seriously, like celebrate how awesome you are because you have that stable income and then you get to play and you can really design that business in a way that works for you to get to the point where one day you can walk away if you so choose to do that. Again, like you said, it's running a business in a way that feels good for you. Yeah, I think you can learn so much along the process too, because I think well, there's definitely a difference, right, between working in the corporate space and then, you know, working in your own entrepreneurial space. Um, and there's a learning curve there. And so I think when you're doing both, you're learning what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and you're building the skill set so that when you do, if you choose to quit the nine to five, you've already got something in place that goes, okay, this is how I work. This is, you can stay with that routine and that schedule. And then you keep building and growing instead of feeling like you're kind of just out there, just giving it a try and it's not working. And then you get frustrated. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Oh my gosh. Jen, so much value you dropped today. You have an opportunity though for listeners every single week. If they're searching for accountability in their lives, is they're like, okay, you're telling me it gives us a 95% like rate of like goal achievement in the research. Like how can we get into your world? Tell us more about your accountability circle. Yes. So I love my accountability circle and it is on Thursdays, 4 p.m. Central time. It is such a supportive community of, I have a lot of entrepreneurs in there that are really making strides in their business. And it's so cool to see how each week um, they come in and they're like, this is what I got done. And then they're like, oh, I also got this, this, and this done. I'm like, see, like, it's so cool to see how, even though you set two to three things you really want to get done each week, it gives you the motivation to keep doing what you're doing and to keep going. And then suddenly you're getting more stuff done. So I love the supportive nature of the Accountability Circle. Again, it's free. Come on in. Um, you can meet other entrepreneurs. Um, we bounce ideas off of each other. So we, you know, the process is to say, you know, the two to three things you want to work on. How did you do last week? 
Um, where did you run into some pitfalls? And then are you working on something that you need some assistance with? So we bounce ideas off of each other. Um, and I think that that's really helpful for those that are growing their business or in different seasons of growing their business. Definitely. And having just somebody that's on the outside looking in, a lot of times we get stuck on the inside of our business and we're so focused on one thing that we really get that tunnel vision and we can't see other opportunities that are right in front of us. We just have to be open to those. So what a great community you have created. This will be linked up in the show notes below. And Jen, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at 7 Trains of Thought. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing all of this value. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed your um, being on your podcast today. Thank you. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 